When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yeah, I have been kind of uh, earlier on in camp and, you know, I was just trying to battle through it. Um, just wasn't getting better, so... It took some time to to get it right, and I think I'm approaching that point. Something where you're dealing with setbacks, or has it been kind of the same? Um, I don't know. If it, I don't think I had necessarily a setback. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to be ready by the beginning of the season. So when I practiced a couple of weeks ago and then didn't practice the next day, I think that was just me trying to test to see where I was. Um, and at that point, I wasn't necessarily ready to, to get back on the field just quite yet. Uh, t- two observations off that Anthony Barclip. Number one, he is a massive human. Oh my god! Huge. Like I've, I've, yep. I've, I've, we've known that for years, but my god, that man is massive. And two, when did setback become such a like sticking point <laughs> word or term in sports? Like what? So he's hurt and he can't play, but we need to know was it was it a setback? Well, you know, Were sometimes you, did, did you take two steps back or? I think it's because he returned Shot to practice in this uh, in this sense. I think he returned to practice, and then he was out again. And I think that's where we're concerned. There was a setback. Okay, this is a very curved. Maybe maybe, maybe this is maybe a very curved a discussion. It's a setback. So, if, but it's setback. but if you you know if you're you know you got a sore uh, whatever sore limb of some kind, yeah. and you you go and test it out, and it's still a little bit sore, and so then you don't practice it. So you practiced to test it. And it's a little bit sore, and then you don't practice the next day because it was more sore than you thought. Is it a setback? Well, let's say you go or, out there, though, and you feel good, and you're like, Coach, put me in, Coach. I'm ready to play today. <laughs> and you go out there and you play. Center field. And yeah, and then and then it's like, oh, it, oh no, that hurts more than it did before. That's a setback. I don't know that, I don't, I don't know that that's a setback. I think your leg, just, your leg still hurts. Oh, my God. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a setback. I had a setback. <laughs> it's a, it's a setback. Uh, why can't you people see that? Oh, hello, Judd's Keys oh. to a Vikings victory. This oh. is Mackie and Judd, and Judd's Keys, and executive producer Declan Goff. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. We just want championships. All right, it's all we ask for. And firing your pobo, and and starting zero two, well. and being twenty games under five hundred. If you're the Twins, like those aren't championship traits okay so let's let's clean it up around here mm-hmm. maybe judd's keys are we can ready for keys in the right direction because keys has to put his surly furious down just put the oh, oh put it's the, it's keys it's morning yeah 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 keys put the put the surly down the and let's get down. to the let's get to the keys okay 
So right. uh, this is Judd's keys to a Vikings win over the Seahawks. Not one, not two, not three, but four keys to a victory over the Seahawks. What will go into a stew to make the first game at U.S. Bank Stadium with fans since December 29th, 2019, a success for the Minnesota Vikings. Key number four, Seattle Slough. Mike Zimmer is 0-5 against the Seahawks. But let me let me digress. Let me stop you right there because we all like to point that out, okay? Three of those defeats have come by a touchdown or less, and two of them have come by one point, including the missed field goal by Blair Walsh in the 2015 playoff game at TCF Bank Stadium. The past three defeats have been in Seattle, and this will be the Seahawks' first trip in the regular season to U.S. Bank Stadium. So, put it all together, and I still contend, I think the whole thing of, all oh, the Vikings are in trouble because they flat out just can't beat the Seahawks, is nonsense. On the road, and again, they're coming here, and and I think we have this, I think we have a revisionist history that every Zimmer loss to the Seahawks has been by like 21 points. Well, they always no. lose to the Seahawks. They're close. They are. They have lost a couple of games badly. But for the most part, I gave you, there have been three very close defeats, and two of them have been by one point, including last year. Well, keep in yeah. mind, if Madison gets the yard in the fourth quarter, one yard, they win. They win. So That's this is rest. not the one-sided, oh, they never win against. Okay, calm down for a second. Circumstances here are different, according to Keyes. Uh, I agree with Keyes here. I think it's, it's kind of amazing how the schedule is shaken out. And I know the, the main loss during this stretch was a playoff loss at home, when it was 20 below zero and Blair Walsh just apparently couldn't get his limbs to work right. Um, I think I think the two most noteworthy losses are probably that one. And then the as the Vikings were clawing their way back, the Alex Madison, you know, find the right hole next time. Um, so I think they're going to win this game. And we'll do we'll we'll talk more about this. We're going to get Lindsay Whalen on the show, get her predictions nice. as well. And uh, we'll do purple props this weekend on Purple Daily. But I'm just going to flat out say I think the Vikings are going to beat the Seahawks this weekend. I think playing at home matters huge in this series, and just in ge- the Vikings haven't played in front of seventy thousand screaming fans in two years, and I I don't know maybe maybe people forgot what what it's like to come in as a road opponent. There's been a lot of really good quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, that have looked like garbage in that stadium, and um, I don't I don't think Russell Wilson's going to look like garbage. I think this is probably going to be a high scoring game, but I think the Vikings ride the momentum of. Getting to play a home game against silent count, though. Silent count. You go to silent count. That affects things. Right. Yeah. It matters. All right. Key number three. Don't pass on play action. The Vikings. I see see what. Thank you very much. Keys is very, very proud there. He's like, it's subtle. I said, Keys, it might be too subtle. He's like, no, we got to go with it. I said, that's fine. Just put down the beer. The Vikings only used, and we talked about this on the Monday and Tuesday show, I think, only used play action nine times against the Cardinals and have definitely gone away from it a bit from how much they they used it last year on a per-game basis, as we talked about, uh, in the transition from Gary Kubiak, the OC last year, to his son Clint, who is the OC this year. So seventeen, I've got it as 17 uses of play action in the first two weeks. And the first week made more sense because of the fact that the Vikings were in in a lot of of, uh, second and long, third and long. On Sunday, they flat out used it at times, and it worked great, and they could have used it more. Now, there's two things to this that might be a 
that one might be a problem and one might not be. If Dalvin Cook can play, and he has not practiced this week, which is not the end of the world for a running back with an ankle injury, but it also, I would be hesitant to say he's going to play for sure. But if he can play, even hobbled, the thing is, play action works even if he doesn't touch the football. The threat of Cook is is what is the necessary thing. So it's not like he doesn't have to carry 25 times. Threatening to hand the ball off to Cook will suck the defense up, as we like to say in football, and it will freeze the defense, okay? So we got got nine routes. We got skinny posts. We got slants, all types of opportunities. Um, But this is dependent on if Dalvin Cook plays and he has not practiced yet. I don't think that means he won't play, but I'm not going to say for sure. I do have a little bit of trepidation there. I think they're going to run him out there. You know, Mike Zimmer at his Wednesday press conference was saying, you know, hey, he got banged up. We'll see what happens. You know, we we'll we'll run him out there and we're not going to baby him if he's if he's active. My guess is they're just they just told him, hey, man, lay low. He'll probably be limited today in like the walkthrough portion of the Friday practice. Yep. He'll be he'll be questionable, a game time decision, and then he'll be active. And then he probably won't get the ball. 28 times, you know, like he'll, they'll probably mix in Madison, but I agree with you. I agree with keys. The threat of play action is what matters here. And the Vikings are one of the best play action teams in the NFL. Their offensive line is better and aided when they run play action. They're not a great, just straight up when the defense knows they're going to pass. The Vikings offensive line has a harder time holding up. They're one of the worst units in the NFL, but play action gives, it gives Kirk, his most most comfortable situation gives the offensive line their most comfortable situation. So, you know, I get it. You're not, you know, the, the top play action teams in the NFL are running it maybe 12, 13 times a game. The Bills last year, uh, the Vikings are more like eight, nine times a game on average going back to last year. So it's it's not like there's teams running twenty play actions or just you know a play action well, yeah, ATM machine. Yeah. You know, you can't. Although I would argue, it's kind of like a pitcher throwing, you know, six straight changeups. You know, sometimes so, there's got to be some games where it might make sense to throw fifteen or twenty play actions and just use Dalvin. If your protection's good, absolutely yeah. too. So I I hear you, Keys. I'm all for it. More play action. How about how about three or four more and a couple deep shots mixed in there and see if you. So can you're saying twelve? Score an extra touchdown. Eleven or twelve? Couple thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, how, how about 12, 12 or 13 play actions? Okay. Yeah. All right. Just remember, don't pass on play action. Okay. Key number two. Pressure packed. The Vikings did a much better job in the second half of Sunday's game against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals offense. Why? Because they were able to contain Murray consistently and not allow him to scramble in his ridiculous and he's talented in his ridiculous fashion of basically going sideline to sideline to buy himself time. And then the coverage, obviously, at some point in time, when you do that breaks down. Right. And all of a sudden, DeAndre Hopkins is open or Kirk or somebody like that. So Russell Wilson is an older, smarter, probably a little bit slower now, but an older, smarter Kyler Murray. You're going to have to contain him. Do not allow him to make plays with his feet because he will, okay? So, Russell leads QBs right now. Passer rating of 146.9. Six touchdowns and no picks. It's two games, so it's hashtag small sample size. 
But he has been sacked six times, which is fourth most in the league. And Seattle's offensive line is certainly improved from a couple of years back. But I still don't think it's great. You have Daniil Hunter. I think Griffin is going to be back. You have the ability to get a pass rush. And most importantly, you have the ability to contain the quarterback to give him less options. Applying that pressure and doing what you did in the second half against the Cardinals and not the first half is absolutely imperative in a loud building towards keeping Wilson under control. Yeah. So, Keys, I have an interesting stat here. I don't know what to do with it because I don't know how to quantify this statistic against a quarterback like Kyler Murray. But... ESPN.com has pass rush win rate, team pass rush win rate. So how often is your defensive line, somebody in your defensive line or extra pressure that you bring, beating the offensive line within two and a half seconds? So it really it really takes away, like, you know, if there's a coverage sack, for instance, you wouldn't get credit for beating the offensive line, but you get credit for a sack. So it's, it's really, it, it takes everything else out of the game except for Offensive line versus defensive line. Okay. How often did you get past the offensive line within two and a half seconds? And the Vikings through two weeks rank 29th in the NFL in defensive pass rush win rate. Mm. 35%. Mm. Interesting. The The best teams in the NFL, Tampa Bay, the Dodgers, 63%, 62%. Um, the Panthers in the top 10, we saw them last night. They're above 50%. But my guess is the Vikings against Kyler Murray weren't all in like, let's, all right, we're going to pin our ears back like we would against a more immobile quarterback. So I don't know how much stock I put into this number. And I don't know how much stock I'm going to put into it after this week because their strategy might be, all right, it's going to be less about getting up the field if you're a defensive end and be more about let's, let's keep Russ in the pocket. Yes. And, and and maybe get pressure up the middle if we can. So, But it's interesting. They're, they're 29th in team pass rush win rate, which I know is very... Come on! Football! Yeah, but you're right about that, because if you shoot your shot against a guy like Wilson or Murray and you miss, you're out of the play. And then they've got more time. So yeah. I, I think you're right. I, I think the ability to come in from the ends and simply get the contain there because contain's important in football. We all talk, we always talk about contain. Don't ever sell contain short. If you get contain, that Inject gives contain them into my veins. You are, yeah, you put that contain right in your veins. In fact, the first contain is free after that I'm going to have to charge you. <laughs> Hold on. Looking football. Looking free. Yeah. 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 Oh, you come, did, did you enjoy it? Because now it's going to cost you. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the football drug dispenser. <laughs> Keys, man. Um, before we get to the number one key, inject PXG Minneapolis into oh, my yeah, veins. Dude. All right. In, inject fall golf into my veins. PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. And for those of you who think that golf season stops on Labor Day because, oh, summer's pretty much over, no. like the Ryder Cup's happening. No, golf begins yeah. when the courses start to thin out. You can pretty much golf into November. I'm, I'm playing right. tomorrow. I love that these Vikings games are at 3.30. I can, might even squeeze around and again on Sunday. Dude, might get 36 holes in Saturday, December Sunday. December 1st, oh. you're, you're booked? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's the best. Christmas so Day the booked? Gen, Gen 4 clubs, PXG's new 0211 clubs. Check them out. Check out the fall apparel. PXG Minneapolis, Southdale Center, and PXG.com slash Minneapolis. 
All right, back to keys. All right, key number one. I've got to wait one second. Put the axe man down and give me the first key. Oh, keys is. God, it's, like and keys it's axe man now. Key. It's surely axe man. What's he like, doing? Unless you're at brunch or an airport. I feel like oh. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Yeah, axe man's like the night. Come on, man. What's the earliest you guys have ever started drinking at an airport? Uh, seven forty-five. <laughs> oh, um, oh, that's pretty late. Seven forty-five. Yeah, that's that's very late. In fact, we we had early morning flight a few years back. I believe Dawn tried to get a Bloody Mary at five fifteen, and they didn't start to serve till six. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon as six what, hit, what, like what? Do they not have staff? Or, or no, is it no, like, no, listen, no. There was you a can law. drink until two. And you can start drinking at six, but you, these four hours. Yes. In, uh, what? Yes. At, There's in, law. In Brother Liam's territory in North Carolina, they, you cannot serve alcohol, I think, anywhere on Sunday until like 11 a.m. All establishments, airport or not. So and I've flown out at like 9, 30, 10. Want a Bloody Mary? Want a mimosa? Cannot serve no. me a drop until eleven a.m. No. You know, it's, it's, it's it might be for the best. Eh. I know it's a free country. Eh. We should you know we should let How's people live the their best? lives. But I'm just saying, it's, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we need to be drinking at like seven you know thirty what? in the morning. Airports, yeah. airports should be fair game. I'm paying fifteen dollars hours for that a day. Beer. Airports can serve booze. Why me. is it that like I'm I'm the same way at airports? I'm like, yeah, I try to show some restraint in my life. You know, just no. yeah, during the week, keep it. But if I'm at an airport, oh, I'm it's like, it's on, it's on. <laughs> oh yeah, there's something about an airport beverage, dude. It just well, some different. people don't like to fly, so I they're they're like yeah. scared of flying, ner- and yeah. it, it helps the calm them. them. That might be the case with uh, my wife. For me, I just want the damn beer. The five thirty a.m. beer would have been super <laughs> oh. aggressive. I don't think I would do that. I would have done it. Now, now I have been oh, up. Man. I have been stayed up all night before and done that. In the <laughs> so you've been still drinking at five thirty in the morning. The best was in the old days when my friend and I would go on our Chicago Cubs trip in the North Side, and there was a grandfathered bar that was open till three. So like we oh, we would stay there till about three something, and then go get breakfast across the street. Man. Or no, Legendary, no, I'm sorry. Man. You know what it was? I think it might have been five. Because it, it was an old it was, school. There, there was, yeah. It was five because the sun would be coming up. That's right. And we would go pick mm-hmm. up the Chicago Tribune at Sun-Times, completely tanked, and go across the street and get you brunch. Are, you, you are breakfast. describing you're describing Doogie's Bachelor Party for me, 2009, downtown Chicago. Oh, God, it's great. Seven, 17 guys start out the night at Harry Carey's eating steaks. I think um, Randy Bush was the Cubs assistant GM, the former twin he player. He got something? He he was in the same building. Uh, he was at oh. Harry Carey's. He he heard there was a bunch of Twins fans upstairs. Came up, drank with us stuff. But the herd thinned. It was you know it's like seven o'clock dinner, whatever. Seventeen guys, and by the end of the night, it's four o'clock in the morning. We're at these grandfathered bars. There's four of us left. They're great. I love <laughs> the grandfathered bars. All right, okay. Key, All right. Anyway, one. key number right. one. Key, key, number, key one. number one. <laughs> he put the axe man down and finally delivered. Well, this is good. Lock it down. Oh, wow. Tyler Lockett is off to a fantastic start in two games, 12 catches, 278 yards, three touchdowns. And the Seahawks also have DK Metcalf, 10 catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. (laughs) Considering the play of Bashad Breland and the lack of playing time for Cameron Dantzler and a pass defense that right now is ranked 26th in the National Football League, how do you suppose you're going to lock it down? And what are you going to do? Because with two receivers like this, um, I, I think we talked about this a couple days ago. Putting like just Patrick Peterson on one guy is okay, but then the other guy, in this case, probably DK Metcalf, becomes a huge threat. So 
your pass defense, your play, who starts at the corners, all becomes incredibly important because the one thing is where Russell Wilson's going to be incredibly dangerous is he has two viable, very viable star-like receivers, and Tyler Lockett right now is on fire. Yep, yeah, they. For, I feel like for a long time, the weapons weren't adequate for for Russell Wilson's like they were they'd run the ball with Marshawn and then they had a couple okay receivers now it's like DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett to that's one of the most dangerous combos I would still take the Vikings receivers but that's a ridiculous tandem yep that they have yeah do you do do you start Dantzler like I mean that that's I mean, Bre- Breland's hurt and he's been so bad that I just I don't hate, know that I can start him either here here's what I hate I they made a judgment throughout training camp that Bashad Breland was better and Bashad Breland I believe was like among the 80 cornerbacks that qualified, you know, from a snap standpoint last year, he was like 26th in PFF grade last year with the Chiefs. So, yep. Then again, he was available late into free agency, like into the summer, for not much money. You know, why why didn't other teams want to throw more money at him? So it's I'm not saying that he was this like surefire thing when they signed him, but they decided pretty emphatically it wasn't even like a real position battle. He was the starting cornerback. They decided he's better than Dantzler. And are they going to bail on that after two weeks? Because I don't he's, know. I, because he's got a bad back, I think you've got an excuse to, though, don't you? But wasn't he a full participant at Thursday's practice? I think they listed him as full. All right, so can well. they can they even use that as an excuse anymore? I just don't. I guess, I guess, I guess if Dantzler, if they determined that, all right, we were punishing Dantzler for just, you know, Whatever, whatever reason yeah, he, in training camp for yeah. just sulking or whatever. Yep. And now, now he's all right. He's he's back to being mature or whatever. Like, just play the better player. But at the same time, why would you bail after two games on a guy that you thought for six weeks was your starting caliber corner? He, I don't know. He was a full participant. I just have very, very big concerns about what we've seen so far. And I mean, look, Dantzler might That's not. Th- this is just as Keys said. Number one key matchup. This is just a difficult matchup. Right. Yeah, and Ru- I think Russell Wilson probably watched a couple hours of film. You know, maybe three hours, four hours of film. Yeah, a little more than Gronk watches. Probably sees that on film. So, all right, those are four keys. Judd's keys to a Vikings victory over the Seahawks. Um, I think the thing that I am the most interested in is just if the Vikings' offense can continue. Like, I their passing game looked great in the first half last week. Yep, and I just want I want to see them continue. I think this should be a borderline top five offense. You've got and now you've got a third wide receiver. You got yes, Delvin absolutely. Cook. Absolutely, you know it your offensive be. line is not amazing, but it's it's been good enough to put up pass yards and run play action. So, yep. Um, while the defense continues to find its way, I don't I don't think the defense is going to pitch a shutout or anything this weekend. You have to score thirty points probably to win this game. So I just want to see the offense continue to to be one of the better. Offensive units in the NFL. Greg Joseph, perfect day. Greg Joseph. Probably. Big confidence right now. Are they going to run him out there for any, like, if it's, you know, they're at the 38-yard <laughs> line and they could kick a 55-yarder? Yeah, like, How much confidence good. does Zimmer a lot. have? The closer you get, the scarier it gets. That's the which weird is, thing. Which is weird. Yep. Yeah. 53, I think he's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judd's Keys also presented by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. You want to talk about protection. Well, they protect business owners from risks. They protect your bottom line. They have all sorts of people and tools and resources that your business can tap into. So um, if you want to sleep better at night as a business owner, you can find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, 
It's our business to protect yours. All right. We got Lindsay Whalen coming up. We'll get a Vikings pick out of her purple daily, daily Vikings conversations and Vikings vent line. We had a record number of people listen to or watch Vikings vent line after that week two loss to the Cardinals. So uh, be checking it out every, every single Sunday or if the Vikings play on a different day, right after the game is over. The YouTube channel, Purple Daily YouTube channel, uh, and we're welcoming you guys into the show. So just email vikingsventline at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get you get you in queue. I feel like that humbled me and made me hungry. So, you know, just came to practice each and every day and worked harder so that won't ever happen again. Do you look at it that the battle is ongoing between you and Reland to potentially start at that uh, other cornerback spot? Well, I'll just lead it up to Coach Zim and Coach Scott. Um, I'm comfortable with whatever decision they make. When if I don't start, whenever my number is called, I'll be ready. And if I do start, I'll be ready to start. Uh, Mackie and Judd, that's Cam Dantzler talking about uh, finally being back in the mix to maybe start. But uh, let's bring her in here. She's a four-time WNBA champion, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, has a jersey in the rafters or two. Uh, I could keep going with the credentials, but she's the head coach of the University of Minnesota women's basketball team and friend of the show. Lindsay Whalen, welcome to Mackie and Judd once again. It's great to be here. Um, I'll just start off by saying um, the last one of the last times that we we talked. Remember, we had the weekly show. Yeah, that was a blast. And then you went and that said, oh, "I'm going to I'm going to go be a I'm going to go be a coach now." That was during that was so crazy because that was my last year playing, and then I was also coaching at the time. But you know, typical me finding out a way to squeeze in Mackie and Judd when I was having like four jobs. I was on <laughs> guys every Tuesday or no, every Monday Yeah, yep. for a while. And that was so fun. I miss, I miss those times, but it's good to be back on and a lot. So much has changed since then. Yeah. You know, well, it's like so crazy, but I think the last time we, we had you on twice early in the pandemic, uh, once yeah. you came on, like when, when everyone was on lockdown and like nobody was, Everyone was afraid to like touch their door handles even because we didn't know what COVID was. Yep. And so you came on a happy hour. But then were you also a part of the uh, the Minnesota sports Zoom that we did? Yes. We li- that yeah. was fun. That was, that fun. was fun. So, yeah, those – yeah, because like I said, so much has happened since then. that. But, yeah, that was fun. Happy hour was cool. And then, um, yeah, we had the big Zoom with everybody who could make it that – one night. That was a really cool idea. You guys. It was like Lindsay. It was like all the Joe Maurer, you know, Maurer. all these prominent. And then randomly George Jang from the Utah jazz That's what was it was. Like yeah. some, on the call. Yeah. It's like, it's like some guy from the jazz there? shows up. It's like, what? Huh? <laughs> Matthew Hatchett. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, cool. that was really cool. Uh, so we want to ask you about the upcoming season and everything, but real quick, let's just get it out there. Uh, Viking Seahawks on Sunday. What's going to happen? Uh, I'll be at the Lynx game, so I'm not, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will be at the Lynx game. I I was going to say I'm not concerned, but I am concerned with how the Vikings fare. Uh, I mean, it's, we're two plays away from being two and no, it's just, it's unbelievable. The fumble, which wasn't a fumble. And then, you know, obviously the kick last, uh, weekend. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. How is Seattle? I don't know. Max it's Russell. It's, it's, it's Russell Wilson and a bunch of you know they're, they're he's he's a Hall of Fame quarterback and they're working on the rest pretty much. I What's like. their record? Uh, they're one, one and one, right, Judd? Yep. They, they yeah. blew a fourteen point lead last last week to the Titans last week. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, awesome that we first game in back in U.S. Bank in two years and it should be 
I mean, downtown is going to be awesome on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Twins are home, Lynx playoffs. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the Vikes. So I'm I'm going to the Lynx game. I'm super pumped about that. But then just to be downtown in a vibe like that is going to be pretty sweet Sunday. Just, I mean, when's the last time any of us have gotten to be doing that downtown? I'm super pumped for just the city, the state, everybody. Hey, how, how much did um, COVID and no fans give you an appreciation for fans? Because I, I always personally thought, well, fans are great, but, you know, I mean, but especially football. After last year and going to games with no fans, my appreciation for stadiums being full now is so high. Uh, and it was so weird watching competitive sporting events in which athletes, I'm sure, really thrive from the fan reaction. It was just dead in buildings. It was so depressing, I thought, at times. Yeah, I well, it was – so coaching in it last year was um, – I mean, we, you're just thankful to be playing. You're you're so concerned and so worried about every day are we going to be able to play that it was just you're thankful to be playing. Obviously, it's going to be way better with fans and have our players be able to play in front of their families and friends and, and fans. It's going to be – I can't wait. But – as a fan watching now the WNBA this summer, watching baseball, watching college football these last several weekends, NFL with fans, I mean, I think we all took it for granted. Watching a game, the experience as a fan at home watching a game with fans is, you know, so much better than – we still got to watch them play last year in the – in the end, the bubble and no fans and some stadiums had more fans than others. But I think, man, it was just now being able to watch these last few weeks of really getting into back into the, you know, the rhythm of, uh, you know, at the start of the WNBA season, there was hardly any fans and they were like super far back. And now watching the playoffs last night, seeing packed, um, packed stadiums for those games is awesome. And so just, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to be able to have our players play in front of those crowds, and it's been so fun as a fan to be back at a couple games at um, uh, for the the go for home games, and then obviously watching as much as you can on TV, having fans. It's, it's just awesome that we have it back. So with with the links during the playoffs, it's it's kind of amazing. I, mean, people, I think if you would have said, all right, Lindsay's going to be gone, Maya's going to be gone, and Simone, like you're gonna, you're going to lose your nucleus from a, a dynasty. There was never really even a rebuild. Like I mean, they they took a slight step back, but and, and started zero and four with some injuries this year. But to finish the season seventeen and three or sixteen and three or whatever it was down the stretch, yeah. Um, the the well, reload here has been amazing. Yeah, twenty two and six after zero and four, and so I mean, once again, it's Cheryl's right there for coach of the year. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing Kurt Miller will probably get it. They've had a great season, Connecticut's playing on a, on a really, really at a really high level, but to get the three seed after starting on four and um, the different injuries that they've had um, call your misses the first, I think two games being overseas, just juggling still. I mean, in April and May, you know, I mean, that's when I think that's when I first got my first vaccine shot, you know? And so it was like, we're still at that point, they were, we were still like, and we still are dealing with it, obviously. But um, we were kind of still getting, like, how, how is this summer going to go for baseball and WNBA and um, MLS and things like that. So to be able to do that is just, um, you know, I've been able to be around their staff a little bit this. Um, I've been able to go to, since we can go to games, been to two or three games, and uh, they've just done a tremendous job. And 
uh, got to go to a practice about a week ago and yeah, it's, um, it's exciting that it, the, you know, the unfortunate thing is tomorrow or Sunday, it's a one game, you know, it's one against, and it's against Chicago and they have Candace Parker. And so it's, it's, I'd like to see that round. I, I like the format, you know, we always did our best to get the double by. So you're right into the semis and right into a five game series. So if you did have an off night, you still had, um, you still had the, you know, a couple games to make up for it. I'd like to see this round go to best of three. I think that, I don't know if, you know, we, obviously you want to keep expanding and things like that. So I think this is one way that, that they should expand is to get this to at least a best of three, but, um, but yeah, they've just done a tremendous job this year. What do you, uh, is the key to the culture there too? Because, there just seems to be a, a relative, really impressive consistency um, where, you know, you get off to a bad start. You don't just come back. You come back strong. What does Cheryl do that, that you've seen uh, both up close and from afar that keeps that culture and keeps that ability to to stay on track with, as Phil said, not having to rebuild, possibly retool, but certainly not tear things down? Yeah, I think her... Her her attention to who um, who she brings in as players, who she hires as staff. I think that you know you're not you're not getting in that locker room if you you're not getting you know you're not coming through those doors if you're not like a great person first and you have you know your team oriented first and it's about the team and it's about the the links and the organization. She she's he she's so big on that um, and and so I think that and then. Um, her competitiveness. So she brings in great people. She um, analyzes. I mean, she's she's, she's brilliant. Um, and so she really brings in people that are, you know, high quality, high energy, um, top of the line, um, you know, coaching staff and support staff and trainers and, and players did a great job in free agency this last um, off season. But then it's her competitiveness. Her, her, her will to win is, 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 like nothing I've ever been around. And so, you know, so having, you know, high, high quality people, high functioning people, and then that competitive drive. So when they were on four, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there was, there was a sense of urgency. There was no, I'm guessing there was no panic and she just kept going to work, kept going to work. And that's what I saw for, for nine years playing for. And it's, uh, it's obviously worked for. Uh, hey, one of the, so, well, first of all, I, I don't, I know you can't really talk much about recruiting. I will say it's kind of fun to see that three top 100 uh, women's high school players have said that they would like to potentially play for Minnesota sometime in the near future. Uh, but my, my, my question to you is like Jalen Suggs came out this week and said, Hey, if I, you know, I would have loved to play for the men's team. And then a couple other players came out and say, yeah, we'd love to stay home, but you know, they just didn't, uh, I don't know. What is the key for you in your three, four years when it comes to in-state recruiting, like what is the players that you've officially landed in the past and anyone that you may land in the future? What is, what is your general strategy and your, and your key to making sure that, because there's a lot of talented high school basketball players, men's and women's in this state. What have you learned over the last few years and what's your key? It's, it's about, it's about building relationships and, and, and early. And, and so whether it's, um, you know, whether it's AAU organizations, high school, it's, it's getting, we had to, we had to really take a few years and, and do our best to get back, um, to being in, in, um, you know, kind of, I would say good graces with, with a lot of the, 
the organizations within the state. Cause um, you know, we're, we're new, we're coming in. Everybody obviously, you know, had watched me play, but it took us some time to really get in there. And this is our philosophy, um, you know, sharing your vision for the program with is with, with people that, that you want to bring in. And so, uh, but just building that and just getting to know people taking time, it just, it takes time and, and it takes that dedication. And, um, you know, that's in what I've, I guess what I've learned is, is that's, it's recruiting is, um, it's everything at this level. It's everything because it's, it's who you, it's, you know, it's like we talked about with Cheryl, it's who you're bringing in and we want to bring in, um, you know, high quality individuals that want to want to be here and represent the University of Minnesota. And um, it just takes time and relationship building and, um, you know, figuring out, um, you know, sharing, sharing your vision for the program and uh, seeing the board and, and do it that way and share those values. It, uh, there's no question it takes time. It takes a lot of effort and energy. How much has that game changed to um, in the last 20 years because it does seem like the, the recruiting game and certainly how star athletes are treated now has changed. Just w- when you go back and, and think about the golfers and schools approaching you back in the day compared to now, how, how much has the recruiting uh, game shifted and changed? Well, it's like, you know, everything in our society, it was, you know, if I didn't want to take a phone call from a coach, I just didn't answer the phone. And I, I didn't have a cell phone that was just right there. And so it was, you know. It sounds just, like, 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 sounds like Judd's philosophy when someone knocks on his door, he hides. Yeah, he hides. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't like to get, get the door. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, uh, this, my hair is driving me nuts, by the way, because I can see myself. But um, it's, uh, yeah, so if it was like Sunday night was my night and I just didn't want to do it that week, I just wouldn't, you know, and now it's it's everybody has a cell phone. So it's so, it's just so different because everybody can be accessed. And, and if you missed a phone call, it was, is a lot more like letters and things like that to the house and, and phone calls. But, um, my dearest yeah. Lindsay, I am the head coach far, <laughs> far away. Yeah, exactly. So, um, now it's yeah everything, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that, like you're, you, you know, like, it's more constant following right? and all that stuff. It's it's more constant and it is and but at the at the end of the day, it's um, you know, it still is about people and about relationships and it's just the means of of connecting with people is just different and and so adjusting with that has been uh, a big key for all of us. How does how much have you guys had to go through just a crash course with the name, image, likeness stuff? Now open the gates opening up. I mean, to me, that would be a little overwhelming. Like, okay, wow, like. What does this look like in five or ten years, and and how do we capitalize? How how much have you had to sort of cram here, or have you been preparing for this? You know, as an athletic department, how does that work behind the scenes? We yeah, I mean, we've been preparing, no doubt, for I think you know, essentially since I took the job, and so I'm sure they were preparing before, um, you know, 2018 when I when I got the job. But we've been, it's been a focus of of the department because we because you could just sense that it was coming, it was going to happen, that the the NCA was going to was going to come down with this, uh, I guess, ruling or, or rule or whatever. So, so it's something that, that no question has been, been preparing for. And it's, uh, it's going to be something that's going to continue to evolve and change. So you, you know, you have some rules from the NCA and then you have your institutions rules that the, the university has um, the athletic department has 
um, has handed down his, his guidance and, and rules. And, but it's going to change. I would, I, I think because it's going to, it's never happened before in college athletics, right? This, so this is a first, it's been since July. So we've had some training. Our players have had training in it as a staff. We've had training in it. And, um, and so I, I think we'll just continue to see it evolve and change. And obviously for some players, it's, uh, I'm sure it's been really, really good for them. And um, uh, so, so yeah, I don't know. It'll be an interesting thing. Like you said, in five years to, to really look back on or, or actually follow a whole, like the freshman now follow somebody through their whole career and kind of see what the benefits um, for the student athletes have been. So it'll be an interesting kind of case study eventually, I think. How much could you have made on your team that made the run if this rule existed then? Because, I mean, there were a lot of people that adopted you mainstream <laughs> that loved that team. Like yeah. Dex like yeah. Dex said, he and his, his dad. How, how much could you and, like, McCarville have pocketed if the NIL had existed back then? I think well, it's a, a lot. lot more than we did, that's for sure. I mean, I... <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it is. I, you know, I remember... I remember going to like Applebee's and them trying to just comp it. And I was like, I can't, I have to pay for it. You know, I don't want to have anything. It's, it's in the middle of my senior year. I don't want to have anything come back. And those two for one appetizers, man. That's uh yeah. You know, chicken mm. and chicken and rib basket was, oh. <laughs> that was a, was a big deal. So. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yes. It, right. So I, yeah, I don't know. It'd be tough to be tough to, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm envisioning McCarville doing like Canterbury Park ads for the like the blackjack tables or something. Come on out to Canterbury Park and play some pie gal. Yeah. I, <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know. That would be it'd be interesting to see. I don't know. It's 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 what it is now. Our the next generation gets to hopefully benefit from a lot of that 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 we did. So it's. It, I don't know. Do you have any guesses, Judley? Well, you definitely yeah. like you definitely would have been able to endorse like a you know like a used car lot or so. Lindsey Whalen here, come no, on down like, to the used car lot. But like, yeah, I I think because my God, because kids the kids loved you you guys too. So I think that there would would have been a a really big push there, especially during that that run. I think that you two in particular, but that entire team would have done really well. Yeah. It was mainstream. Like like it went from being a nice little story, it felt like, and sort of a cult, you know, sport a little bit to statewide. I, I mean, I remember d- doing the TV column back then and getting the ratings locally for those games that you guys were playing once you got to the tournament. They were through yeah. the roof. Like they weren't good. They were great. So, yeah, there there was a lot of potential revenue left on the table back then because of the lack of the NIL. Yeah. Nick, what are you Nick, do? Nick Saban, Nick Saban, the genius coming out right away, like a few months ago and saying, yeah, well, our, uh, our quarterbacks already made a million dollars. So uh, if anyone else wants to come play for Alabama. Hey, the, so uh, so what can't you do now short of paying a player yourself? Like 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 what are the rules now compared to what they were? Because if the person can go to a booster and get a deal, the the NCAA can't crack down on that. Right. I I got to look at that one again when it comes to I I really do um, I know I as coaches we don't we don't have a ton of involvement it's the the, the it's kind of the the student athletes to kind of make and um, kind of do put as much into it as they as they want hmm. um, we we don't have it's 
like it's kind of not our our thing you know it's obviously we're we're aware and it's um it's something that is is here now but but as coaches we don't we don't have a whole lot of um you know other than you know like what you know Nick Saban said a, like kind of an observation of of things that they're hearing you, you we don't have any involvement in it and um so it's kind of up to each each um like I said each student athlete to kind of if they want to if they want to make some money and they want to um, go out and, and do it. It's, it's kind of on them to go. And I've, I've seen some, um, some players around the country have, have signed with uh, like a marketing agent. And uh, so it's kind of on the, on those lines for them to, in, like I told them, I, I kind of, you know, in college it was like, yeah, you know what? A lot of potential revenue was left on the table from when me and Janelle and um, everybody are run, but, you know, at the same time, that was not something we were remotely worried about or didn't have to worry about. We were, we were kids, you right. know? And so I, I think it's, it's good, but I, I told our players, you, if you're going to work on this, do it. Cause, cause you know, any, any revenue you make, speaking of revenue, you're going to have to pay taxes. And so I think it's another way that players have to kind of grow up kind of fast. Yeah. And I enjoyed my college time um, being being a kid and um, and we didn't have those those things to worry about and so I, I, while I think it's a overall a very a positive thing, it still is is something when when I played that it just wasn't um, you know it wasn't it was we get we get focused on school and basketball and and your friends you know that and so part of that I think is um, I guess what I'm trying to say in a long roundabout ways I'm I'm thank I am thankful for the time I I went through because we could really be, be college kids yeah. Well, you've got uh, you've got some some really good things brewing. Young players, and there will be more young players on the way that are highly touted. If people want to watch, go for women's basketball. Where's the best spot to get tickets? Go for sports dot com. Go for sports dot com. Um, that's the best place to go. Um, you know, it's I, I'm thrilled that we're going to have fans again. I hope um, everyone is as well um, of our of our fans, and hopefully, we'll get some new fans that are are excited about the team. We've got. Uh, you know, returning, um, we've got 12 of our 16 back from last year. So big positive and, and continuity bring back um, Sarah Scalia, who was um, all conference honorable mention. We bring back Jess Powell, who made second team. Um, uh, Katiatu Sissoko, who is from France, is just scratching the surface of what she last year was just scratching the surface on what she will be this year. Um, Godiva Hubbard, is here for, uh, uh, you know, using her COVID year that everybody deservedly got back after last year and um, brought 13 out of the rafters, so she's going to wear 13. I know there was a little bit of controversy around that, but it was my decision. So, uh, nice. you know, we, we spoke on it uh, a couple years ago, and I just read, just in passing, she said, yeah, I really wanted to wear 13. is my favorite number. and um, But it was, they told me I couldn't. And, and the jerseys are all honored and they're all, you know, commemorated, but they're, you know, not officially retired. And so it was something where it was kind of in this, can you wear it? Can you? And I'm like, bring it back. You know, if she, that was her dream to wear 13 in college, I want her to be able to have that at least for a year. And then hopefully for other future players, a number is a big deal. And, um, and so while I had a great four years in, in that number, 
as did Deb Hunter, because there's two 13s up there in the rafters. I want other players to be able to, um, if that's a, a thing for them, I want them to be able to do that. So um, excited for the year. First game, November 9th um, against Jackson uh, Jacksonville. And then we go out west for a tough game against Arizona State a couple nights later. Um, non-conference is, is tough. You know, it's the hardest schedule in the Big Ten. Um, you know, it's because of some contracts with COVID. Some different games fell on this year. Um, going to the Bahamas will be great. We play UConn first game. Wow. Um, so it's, yeah, it's big time. It's, you know, it's, um, this is year four um, for me. We've got, a, you know, our first class that, that we recruited. Those um, players are now juniors. And, um, you know, obviously we've got some grad transfers in. And, um, you know, like I said, Diva taking her COVID year. Um, we've got some exciting freshmen that I think you guys will be um, really, in, really enjoy watching. But it's, um, it's go time. You know, it's go time. Last year was tough. I, you know, I don't, you know, that's now in the past. And it's like we're giving her this year. And um, like I said, it's you want to be, you want to, we'll definitely be battle tested for the Big Ten. You know, our first year we were twelve, we were eleven and zero in the non-conference, and then we get to conference and we start out not good. We weren't, we were not ready. We didn't have enough of these tests, and so um, record-wise, what that looks like in the non-conference, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to give it everything we have, and then I know we're going to be battle tested for the Big Ten. So it's um, like I said, why I'm here is to you know make sure our student athletes have a great experience and a great time at the University of Minnesota, but it's for sure also to win. And so uh, we got to go, we got to go now. And I I wouldn't want to do it with any other group than um, the 16 women that I look at every day in this, in the circle. So I'm ready to go real quick. Last thing on that front. What, what do you think is, is possible if, if given, you know, you're bringing talented players in, is it getting back to the women's final four where you guys were, you know, back in your day, what, you know what's what's real? Not this year necessarily, but like in the next three to five years. What what do you think is possible? What do you want? Well, you know, I think if you look at if you look if you look that big picture, that um, the fact that I the fact that I did it here, I know it can be done as a player, and so so that's why like we talked about shared vision early, um, and I keep looking up at the banner because it's out in our practice court. That's why I keep looking up. Is that I'm looking at the final four banner. So the fact that I know that that can be done because I was on a team that did it, uh, that's ultimately is, you know, that experience changed my life going to the final four. As you said, um, Judd, the, um, you know, the ratings and the TV and all that, it's, you know, how I, I, I didn't maybe necessarily at that point in my life um, realize it. It's, you know, now it's it's one of the, big reasons why I have this job is that experience and and fighting through those things and having that amount of success. And so now as a coach and as somebody who is here to, you know, coach and mentor young women, that, that experience, I want them to have that same experience because it changed my life and, you know, we'll work here tirelessly until we get to that point. And it can be done. There's no question because it's been done. Um, and, And now, like I said, it's about, you know, hiring the right people, bringing in the right student athletes that can, can get it, can get that done. And so, so we're, we're on our way. We're, we're taking steps. Um, you know, we're in a society where we all want it now. Um, and trust me, I'm, 
I want, you know, we all want it now, but, um, the day to day, you know, the, the, the making those, um, incremental, um, improvements are huge for us. And so there's no question it can be done. That's, that's the ultimate growing up in the big 10, you know, the black and blue are, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. I love this conference. So ultimately winning a big 10 championship is something that I never did as a player. So, uh, We'll see. We're going to give it everything we have for that. Uh, we did go to a Final Four, a couple of Sweet Sixteens, so I know it can be done. But uh, to me, that would be that would be right up there because obviously this conference is is so good. Um, and in women's basketball, we have four teams go to the Sweet Sixteen last year, so we know it's a it's a high quality conference. And so just growing up, you know, being such a Gophers fan and then watching us compete at in the Big Ten, that would be, you know, personally that'd be pretty great as well. So. Uh, it's just continuing the day to day, bringing in great people. We do those things. Um, you know, I think we can have a lot of success and a lot of fun while we do it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Lindsay Whalen, friend of the show. <laughs> Good luck great this work. season. Thank you. And um, you enjoy your enjoy uh, one of the one of the more fun downtown Minneapolis sports days this weekend too. That should be awesome. Absolutely. You know, and it's homecoming here at the U. So, so volleyball tonight against Michigan, uh, football tomorrow against Bowling Green, and then Sunday is yeah jam packed with with the pro sports. So, um, what a time, right? What a like time! What a time to unless you're a, unless you're a Timberwolves so, fan, but that's a conversation for another day. All right, <laughs> that's a wrap, Mackie and Judd. Thanks to Lindsey Whalen. We'll see you guys next time on the show. He's wild. He's sweet. He'll shred your couch on a whim, then come crawling back to you, purring happily at your feet. His behavior may be erratic, but he's still the world's best cat, who deserves nothing less than world's best cat litter. The number one natural and sustainable litter brand with no harmful chemicals or silica dust. Trade your clay today. Get world's best cat litter for the world's best cat. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.